When we hold on to grievance and pain from the past, we keep ourselves from being able to really move into our fullest expression of self. We need to practice forgiveness from the soul recovery perspective, dissipating the energy and releasing the past for good. If you're interested in this profound transformation, I invite you to join me in Colorado the weekend of June 8th and 9th to have an incredible experience with others on this same soul recovery journey. Two full days of immersion in the soul recovery process where you will indeed leave transformed. You will be able to truly let go of these old pains and step into a new way of being. Check out the show notes for a coupon code and how to register. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started Recover Your Soul after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism, control addiction, and codependency. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change. Outer positive results in our lives will follow. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, and subscribe to receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media and join the private Facebook group to support each other and connect. For an extra episode each week and to support this podcast, become a Patreon member or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. Welcome back to Recover Your Soul. I'm Reverend Rachel Harrison, and I am so glad that you're here with me today. If this is your first time, welcome to the community. And if you are coming back, I appreciate you continuing to choose to listen to this podcast. Soul recovery is about reclaiming ourselves, taking our power back. It's about turning the attention to ourselves, letting go of control of the outside world, realizing that we have exclusive power over our own happiness, that there can be so much chaos and so much craziness happening out in the world, happening in our family, happening directly around us, circumstances, behaviors of other people, addictions of other people, just life drama, and that we can actually allow that to exist and still be okay. That's soul recovery. What I want to talk about today is this whole false belief that we have, some crazy cultural belief that there is a happy ending, that there should be some perfect family, that there should be some perfect way of being, that we choose correctly and we live happily ever after. And when we don't have that, we're disappointed. We feel like Life didn't give us what we deserved, that we worked hard, we did all the right things. Why didn't I get my happily ever after? And that when we look at it from a different perspective, we can let go of something that is not even possible, not even possible. 
Coming from a spiritual perspective like I do, and having this be a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life, to me, there's two aspects of who we are. There's our ego self. That is the self of us that lives on this planet in this 3D world that sits in a house that drives a car that has a job that wants to be something that wants credit for something that needs other people to show up for us in very specific ways. And then there is this soul part of us, this spiritual side of us that is pure, that is divine, that is connected to higher power of your understanding. And that we have this part of us that fluctuates between these two sides. Sometimes it's a lot heavier in our ego self, and we have disappointment and sadness. And sometimes we can move into the spiritual side and we have hope and we have faith and we feel love and joy and connection and compassion for ourselves and for others. I remember when I first came out of college, I had decided I wanted to be a teacher which is pretty funny since I wasn't all that great in school. And I discovered that I really worked well with little kids. I had worked at a preschool here in Louisville when I was in college and had just loved it so much. So instead of going into the teacher industry, being the solopreneur that I have been my whole life, of course, I thought, well, how can I do this on my own? Who can I be on my own without having to work in this larger industry? And I decided to have an in-home daycare center. I didn't even have kids yet. I was, oh my gosh, I was 22 years old when I started this business. And I loved working with these little kids. And so I think at the most, I had six kids ranging from an infant to two years old. And we played and we read books and we did nap time and we had snacks. But what I remember even then was that when I would read fairy tales I could never bring myself to say, and they lived happily ever after. Even at that point in my life, I think I was aware of the fact that happily ever after isn't real. Isn't that interesting? But we read these fairy tales, we read these stories, we look at families, we look at movies, we look at the media that's out there. When I was younger, there was no social media yet, but movies, magazines, books, and there's this belief, this fairy tale, that if we choose Prince Charming, if we choose the princess, if we do it just right, that everything will work out perfectly. So even though I couldn't read, and then they lived happily ever after to the kids, I think in my heart. I believed that I was on the path to happily ever after, that I had done all the right things, that I had finished high school, that I had been a good girl to my parents, that I hadn't acted out too much, that I hadn't been in trouble with the law, that I had worked hard, that I had done these things that allowed me to then buy a house at a young age. What a gift that I bought this house almost, well, exactly 30 years ago, that I found a boyfriend that was at just the right age and dove into believing that we could have this happily ever after life together, that he met some criteria. And in that criteria for me was 
this tall, strapping, blonde, strong man that could do anything, that we partied together, that we had fun. And what's interesting is when I look now at what was my criteria for my Prince Charming, I missed a lot of things that I think now young people look more deeply at values and more compatibility levels. I think that's the reason why a lot of people aren't getting married as quickly as we did. And Rich and I have a lot in common, and we have a lot of values in common, but we have a lot of stuff that is not in common. So it's been this interesting life. But this happily ever after thing, that then you have the kids, and that it just progresses, and somehow there is this magical place where there's no problems. Everything is just fine. You're constantly in love with each other. The kids don't have any problems. It is beaver cleaver that everything is just perfect, that there's meals on the table, that everything looks nice, that the house is beautiful, that the clothes are beautiful, that the car you drive is beautiful. There's no such thing. And so what ends up happening is as we are in our own lives of whatever this belief is, and each of us has our own fairy tale, our own mystery fairy tale that we think that we are aspiring to, that will be what is perfect, there's disappointment. There's a part of us that feels like we didn't do something right, that the other person in our life isn't showing up for us in the way that meets this projected fairy tale. And so for a lot of us, that starts to bring in some real disappointment and hurt and discontent. And so we start to take control to try to have this person become the thing that we thought that we wanted, this thing that we think will provide us with the fairy tale. What I think is so interesting is we forget the parts of the movie where there's all kinds of hardship where everything falls apart and they have to make it through to the other side. How many rom-coms are there where somebody breaks up and then the other person travels across the country and professes their love and they don't believe it? And, you know, just thing after thing after thing that's sort of these problems, but they make it out to the other side and everything's beautiful and wonderful and they realize how much they loved each other and it's all perfect. Some of that makes us think that that's what's going to happen to us, that we have our trials and then there's going to be this finish, this ending that wraps everything up in a beautiful bow and everything works out just great. When I was drinking and I was using, part of what that was doing was it was a celebration when things were fantastic, sitting around with friends, the perfect image of people sitting around having fancy drinks and hanging out to be with each other and laughing and having a good time. And there was some of that. There definitely was some of that. But I even remember in those moments, in those social interactions, feeling like I wasn't cutting it, feeling like I was a fraud, feeling like if they really knew who I was underneath, that I had low self-esteem issues, that I was afraid of looking like an idiot, that I was afraid of being judged, that I was afraid of not being pretty enough, of not being smart enough, of not doing everything right as a wife, that they would leave me, 
that they would quit being friends with me. And so I learned early on to put on this mask of trying to meet this unattainable expectation of what the fairy tale looks like. And what I realized now and looking back on it was there was very few people that I really let in to my fullest self that so much of me was putting on a facade, was doing charades to try to meet these expectations of people that I was guessing what their expectations were. I think it's so interesting that when we look around, we always assume that everybody else has it all together, that other people's families are great, that their relationships are great, that their jobs are great, and that we think we're the only ones who are struggling. But the truth is, we're all struggling somehow. I have never met a single person who doesn't have something inside that they're working on, that doesn't have some part of them that doesn't think that they're enough. There's so many things on TV of rich and famous, beautiful people who are constantly falling apart because they can't meet the expectations of society. So what if we let go of those expectations? What if we said, you know what, there actually isn't a happily ever after. There just is a, we're here to learn and grow. I'm here to be the most wonderful person that I can, but not be perfect. I'm here to strive for excellence, but not perfection. I'm here to connect deeply with other people. I'm here to shine my light. I'm here to fail, not only to learn and to strive, but to realize what doesn't work so that I can see that as an indicator of how I can make changes in my life. What if there isn't any happily ever after? Rich today said that it's interesting that we've been in recovery and there's been definite times that have thrown us off track and that it's interesting that you think, well, I'm in soul recovery now. I'm recovering from whatever the addiction is for us. It's alcohol. Other people, it's shopping or porn or whatever it is, right? Like you're you're actively working on not having those behaviors and more importantly, you're actively working on your spiritual life. And most days you're doing really well and you're doing the work of setting your intention for the day, not getting it too far ahead of you where everything starts to fall apart and you're trying to chase feeling better, but you're staying on top of the feeling better. You're in this flow and then life comes. So what he was saying was we had a couple hitches recently. One was the puppy experiment that was the three-week kind of blow our minds puppy experiment. The other one was that Rich just had this injury where he had his finger amputated and he's healing from that. And then we just had this weird other car situation where we were looking at buying an RV and realized it was a scam. And all of the emotions that come with realize that you could have been taken advantage of because you're a nice, trusting, kind person. But luckily, Source came in and gave us hints that we needed to be cautious about it. But what he was saying was, isn't there a time and a place where we quit having trials and tribulations? Don't we just get to be okay? Don't we just to have it be smooth sailing and not have to worry about this kind of stuff anymore? I mean, we're doing the work. And I thought, no, there's no happily ever after. That's not how that works out. 
I can't tell you how many times I've said to myself, I wish that I had some sort of magic wand, just a, everything's going to work out from here on out. You'll never have a single problem magic wand that I could bestow on my clients, on my children, on my husband, on the world, that I could magically hit you with this magic wand on your head and you would let all the fear and pain and sorrow and discontent just flow away from your body and nothing but radiating love and joy exists after that. No, that's not how that works. We're humans. We're on this experience. We're in this ego part of ourselves that tends to run the show and we're slowly, slowly, slowly learning to let this spirit part of us be in the forefront more often. Learning to trust learning to allow the what is, learning to let go of the need to control the world around us, the people around us, the circumstances around us, learning to just allow, just allow and be in the flow and think to ourselves, thank goodness we had the puppy experiment. What if I didn't really realize how important it was for me to put myself first? What if I had just said, you know what? I adopted this dog from a rescue. This is the bed that I made and I'm going to sleep in it. And I didn't allow myself to really see that this was my part that wasn't believing that I could not have to take care of something, that I could actually just take care of me. What a gift that was. And even though Rich's finger has been this major issue in our life, he is having so much awareness of how lucky he is and what talent he has, and that everything's going to be okay, that even with this missing part of his body, that he is blessed in his life. And what a gift that this vehicle didn't turn out, that something better still is coming, that this belief, this dream that I have of jumping in an RV and traveling around the country to meet all of you, to have workshops, to have retreats is coming, but this wasn't the right time that you can see it how you're going to choose to see it, just like the episode, it is how I choose to see it. So when we allow ourselves to let go of the fairy tale ending and the belief that we have to A, be perfect, which first of all is completely unattainable, and B, that if we do it just right, there won't be any hardship. And we just allow ourselves to say, it's okay to be human. And what I want is I want to have clarity of what is happiness for me? What is it mean to have had kids and to let them go out in the world and have their own experience? Some of them fantastic, some of them hard. To trust and know that there aren't any families out there who have everything together without any problems. I don't think those people exist. That we can let go of the need to meet unrealistic expectations in the world and put more energy on turning within, taking responsibility for our own happiness, setting our intentions for the day, releasing the need for other people to fill us up, and knowing that whatever comes, whatever comes, we have the spiritual strength to be able to handle it, that we don't have to collapse that we don't have to completely fall apart, that we don't have to blame everybody else, that we can take responsibility for ourselves, that we can allow what people say and do to not hurt us because we choose to let them have their own experience 
knowing that so often whatever they're saying or doing doesn't have anything to do with us. It has to do with their own internal self, that we're taking responsibility and control of ourselves, the only thing we can. And that the happy ever after really means happiness inside, connection inside, having the fortitude to choose for yourself the life that you want and not trying to live a life that is for other people. It's not all easy. And it's not something that doesn't take work and it doesn't take effort. But it's effort worth having because no matter what happens in our life, whether it's something fantastic or something hard, energy is taken to be in those situations. So you may as well put that energy into positive outcome, positive thoughts. Our thoughts are so powerful. What you think and feel and believe is what you create in your life. So what are you going to choose to think and feel and believe? Letting go of unattainable results letting go of the happily ever after and having clarity and appreciation and gratitude for what is, even when what is might be hard. Interesting concepts. So I never did end up reading and they lived happily ever after for my kids either. And now what I realize is my happily ever after didn't look like what I thought it was going to look like. It looks uniquely like my own life. And for me, happily ever after means that I left behind a world of suffering and pain and frustration in my desire to control everything else and try to force it to be something that was impossible and accepted my life as it was, stopped having behaviors that were not healthy for me anymore, took responsibility for my own happiness, surrendered deeply to higher power let go of control of the people around me and found contentment and ease in myself and my connection to spirit. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community and it continues to grow and I have such incredible gratitude that more and more people are finding the podcast and receiving some inspiration, some hope from it. I think each of you who is suggesting it to friends I would love it if everybody that listened would do a follow or a subscribe. You don't have to do the Apple podcast subscribe, although that gives you the extra episode a week and helps support the show. But the more that the algorithms pick up how invested this community is by doing reviews, by sharing it with friends, the more it's going to be up in the charts and the more that the platforms will send it out and it will be reaching more people connecting with more people. And I am so blessed and full of so much gratitude that you're here with me today. I thank you for your support. Go in the show notes if you want any more information, if you want to become a Patreon member, if you want to just go to the website and hit the donate button to support Recover Your Soul. It is so appreciated. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And thank you for sharing Recover Your Soul. Until next time, namaste. Are you wondering, how do I go deeper on my path to soul recovery? Or how do I support this great podcast? Well, here's how. Here's your call to action. If you're ready for real inner change and would like to work directly with me, visit the website and book a coaching session. 
I'm here to support you on your unique path. I'm here to help you let go of the past, to deepen your connection with your higher power, whatever that is for you, and to discover and then step forward into a happy and healthy life. You can also become part of our soul recovery community. One way is to join the support group. It's the first Monday of every month. It's by Zoom from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and you can register on the website to get your Zoom link. Recover your souls on social media. Of course, there's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, lots of ways to connect. And there's even a private Facebook group that will allow for more communication and conversation about soul recovery. There is also an extra bonus episode every Friday if you are an Apple Podcast subscriber or Patreon member. I'd also love all of the listeners to subscribe on the website so that I can keep you informed on what's going on with the podcast, the community, with me, and anything that's up and coming and new and great about soul recovery. Also, if you just take a little bit of time to give me five stars, a quick review, and to share the podcast with your friends and family, we're helping even more people to have soul recovery in their lives. If this podcast is providing you spiritual nourishment and inspiration, thank you, thank you for going to the website and pushing the donate button, whatever donation feels right to you. This means so much to me because I have this enormous mission of sharing soul recovery with the world and your donations, your bookings, your subscriptions, your being part of this community is helping that to happen. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.